Are you sick of major sports networks bashing athletes to help their bottom line? Do you want reliable information on sporting events and controversies? If so, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Pound Perspective, presented by Nate Dog Sports, a podcast based around discussions and debates about recent football, basketball, baseball, and MMA events. Now, here's your host, Nate Dog. And welcome back to the Power Perspective, presented by Nate Dog Sports. I'm with my boys here, of course, co-host, Red. How we doing, my man? I'm good, man. What's up, y'all? What's yes, up? sir. And of course, we're bringing back special guest, CDM. How we doing, my brother? Doing good, man. Always a pleasure to be here. Yes, sir. sir. We, got, we got a lot to talk about, right, guys? Got, got a, a lot. lot to we talk got a about. good one coming yeah, up. Yeah, we got to talk about Super Bowl 57. The season is over. Dude, it's so sad. How? How is it already over? It flew by. Of course, we got to give our recap and thoughts on that amazing football game that was. And then... We give you a little bit of a preview into an extra podcast that we've been working on, the Draft Podcast. We're going to be talking about the NFL Draft. We uh, haven't really come up with a catchy name yet, but we'll be working on that. But we're going to do a little bit of a draft preview, kind of give you all a little bit of an analysis of what we're going to do with that little podcast. And then, of course, we're going to talk about the NBA because that's the prominent sport now. No more NFL, no more college football. So we've got to give our NBA discussions. We didn't get to talk about the KD trade last week, so we're going to talk about it this week. And then, of course, we're going to make a prediction. Southern Miss basketball prediction. They play tomorrow. That's how we'll end the show. But we have got to start this show at the top, of course, with Super Bowl 57. Wow, boys. What wow. a game. Just what a game. What a game, dude. Crazy. What a game. Crazy. I mean, probably Man. one of the best Super Bowls that I've seen in a minute. Yeah. I mean, a minute. Yep. And I can I completely agree with that. One of the most competitive. I think it proved that those were the two best teams. Oh, yeah. But let's get right into it, y'all. It, it, it just... Let's start with let's start with Red on this. What's your thoughts on Super Bowl Fifty Seven? Man, you know one of the best games I've seen. Um, I don't know if I'll say one of the best games I've seen all time, but definitely in a top five Super Bowl I've mm-hmm. ever seen. You know, I mean, it definitely. I I predicted the Chiefs to win, but it did not at all go the way I predicted. Uh, Chris Jones didn't do much of anything, (laughs) and it was way less of a defensive battle than I thought. But, I mean, hey, man, I I love the game. You know, I was rooting for the Chiefs, but I just wanted – I would rather it – I would rather the Eagles win by three than the Chiefs win by 30. You know what I mean? So. You know, I feel like everybody got what they wanted, which is just a really good game. Yeah, what you got on the stadium? Man, I'm going to be honest with you. The atmosphere around this game and the excitement and the hype leading up to it was so freaking great. I haven't felt like last year's Super Bowl was good. I loved it. You know, everybody, you know, the Rams at home in the Super Bowl, and then you have the Bengals who we didn't think were going to make Real it. Real quick, definitely a bottom five field I've ever no, seen. No, <laughs> field was terrible. Field, was, field looked good, but it played awful. Yeah. It was awful. It's not the sod father. Oh, not no. the sod father. No. I, I haven't been excited to really watch the Super Bowl like this. I was going for Philly, you know, got to love my boy Jay Hurts. He of played course. amazingly. Mm-hmm. Patty played great. Um, Nothing more that I could have asked for, man. I just wish the season could have continued. I mean, other than <laughs> yeah. that, it was just like all out, probably top five Super Bowl for me. Yep. I'm, I'm right there with y'all. That was one of the best Super Bowls I've ever seen. I mean, it was just so back and forth. Just didn't feel like we knew what team was going to win. And uh, it's simple. It was the two best teams, and we got to see the two best teams compete. Um, 
not much else to say besides that. It feels like the Eagles got a little bit exposed on defense finally. I thought yeah. felt yeah. like that would happen. I felt like that would happen. And, um, you know, it wasn't a big exposure. I mean, they, I mean, that Chiefs offensive line gave up zero sacks. That's what I'm saying. It's just like the Chiefs were just that good. I don't know how yep. bad the Eagles are. I just think the Chiefs were just that good in the second half. Yeah. Um, but I got to give the man his respect. Jalen Hurts is a top three quarterback. You can argue with a wall with me. Sorry. I, I think he's better than Josh Allen. I think it's I think it's Patty Mahomes, uh, Joe Burrow, and then him. I think that is the top three in my opinion. Um, and he earned that, I think, during the Super Bowl. He proved that he is as good of a passer. He made like three or four throws that only like three quarterbacks in the league can make oh, in that yeah. game. Oh, yeah. Just ridiculous throws. Obviously, we know what he can do with his legs. He's a leader. He's a guy you want to play for. I mean, the chip on this guy's shoulder has got to be insanely massive after being pulled in a championship. Dude, that, yeah. Look, that one throw he made to Dallas got that, mean, that was insane, dude. bro. I don't know how that he was, fit that ball right there, it's but so he ridiculous. put it right on the face. Yeah, that was one of the best passes I've ever seen. Ever let's, seen. Let's ever. talk about the freaking QB sneak that was unstoppable. Unstoppable. I mean, I've never seen a Man, QB that sneak. That might be getting outlawed. I swear, bro. I mean, that. nobody. I mean, that's the could, new, like, extra point at yeah. this point. Like, Oh, I mean, the Chiefs' defensive line couldn't stop it. They couldn't stop it at all. But, I mean, Jalen Hurts played. I mean, there's only two other quarterbacks that had over 300 passing yards and four rushing touchdowns in a game. It's just – I think he had three rushing touchdowns. Three rushing touchdowns. Yeah. And it would be Joe Montana and Steve Young. That's good company to be in. That's super go. good company. It may be different time errors and different games, but, I mean – what the man did has only been done twice in Super Bowl history. It was so just so impressive to see. But at the end of the day, the Chiefs earned it, which leads into my quick little question here. Let me start with CDM. Mm. Was that holding on that penalty call? You know, it it was, and I'm going. I was going for Philly all the way. You know, I had no problem with it at all. Uh, when Juju ran that little in route and then cut it back out and tried to cut it up for the wheel. He did tug on the jersey. Not a lot. Not very noticeable. I mean, you couldn't have thrown a flag if you did not want to. Um, but it was a call that should have been made. Probably not in the right time because, you know, it was about under a minute left. Yeah. If they don't get that call, Philly gets the ball back. Philly goes. I think Philly goes downfield, scores, wins the ball game, wins the Super Bowl. Um, but – it had it was a call that needed to be made, but I also feel like they could have let it play out. Just like I mean, the refs did a great job this entire like that entire Super Bowl. I didn't see one bad call out there. It was a it could have been a questionable questionable call to some people, but I mean, if James Bradbury came out and said on yeah yeah he real. came out and said that he like he pulled his jersey, then yeah I mean there's your facts right there that you know that should have been thrown and it was a good call. Good call. What are you thinking, Red? I mean, I'm basically with CDM. It's like. I don't think it's a bad call. I just think it sucks when it happens. Yeah. You know, if that would have been a second quarter call, nobody would have batted yeah. it. Mm-mm. So, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Like, I just get pissed off talking about it because people would have just been complaining if they didn't call it. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. something that close, I just feel like you really have no reason to be that upset about it. Exactly. People, you know what I mean? Like, fans are throwing it out there. Like, you know, they got cheated and everything. Well, no, I don't think I, they got cheated. And it's like, look, dude, like – this was going to happen. You look at what happened to the Saints a couple yep. years ago and yep. how bad the NFL even just admitted that they missed that call. And see, mm-hmm. like, they're going to call anything close now. now. And it's in the biggest and of games. Would they you will. rather have that yeah. or would you rather have the Saints play happening? Yeah. So, I mean, it's 
It's never going to be perfect. And so oh. people were saying, like, that call was worse than Saints' call. For no, 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 no. That no, call no. was terrible. No, no, but, no, I mean, no. this call has, like, it, it had a big point made in the game. Like, I mean, yeah. if you don't throw it and you let them play the game, then Philly probably wins the game. Yep. That's the thing. It's just, like, for me, you know, the fan in me never wants to see a game dictated by the refs at all. And that's coming from a Saints fan. You know, it's like you hate it. You hate seeing it, but it was the right call. Mm-hmm. You got to make the yeah. call if oh, it's the 100%. call. And that's the end of the day. It's, it's like CDM said, man, like Brad Berry admitted it. It's I don't just, really know what else you need. It's yeah, all exactly. you need. And like, once again, refs did not have a bad game at all. No, I, think the refs called, I think the refs called a clean game. Everything was downright to the point. The script, as you would say. Exactly. It, like, yeah. I mean, they read the script and got it right, apparently. Um, I mean... But you can't go against what the player said, especially if the one who made the mistake. Exactly. I, mean, I think we all agree. And you know that's gonna hold. That's gonna hold that. He's gonna hold that over his and head look, for a while. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to harp on this, but like, if you say that the Eagles lost because of that call, <laughs> um, the refs did not sack Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, they you know did, what I mean. They didn't. They yeah. yeah. The Chiefs scored every single possession in the second yeah, half. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's why they lost. That's why you lost. I don't know what and at the gave. end of the day, it's always it's the fans. It's not the Eagles players. The players know they lost that game yeah. in Square. It's the fans. It's exactly. the casual people in the mm-hmm. football community that think that's that ruined the game. No, that didn't ruin the game. That just so happened to happen. Obviously, nobody wants to see a game end like that. But don't hold. Don't hold. And it's not going to get. And caught. I mean, it wasn't exactly. really like. A big hold, either. Like, I mean, he. That's like, the only reason it's like, controversial. He kind of grabbed him a little bit, but not like full on grabbed and pulled him down. Yeah. I mean, but the route he ran was just like, it's a hard route. To, it's, it's a hard yeah, route. It's just a difficult route. Like, I mean, that little zig route that you run, but you're trying to get up into a wheel. I mean, you're going to crash on that zig. Mm-hmm. I mean, plus, if you're the corner, you're thinking, dude, they can't score a touchdown. No. Yeah, no. Right. And you're going to do anything in your power. I mean, you'd rather even give up the penalty than him have a wide open wheel route, route. for the touch yeah. touchdown. Yeah, exactly. I think we kind of all are in the same thing, same boat there. Hate to see a game in like that, but you got to make the call when it's the call, but let's move on to a little bit more NFL discussion. No more games to talk about, but there are prospects to talk about yes, teams that are looking at prospects, players that are looking at new homes and us that get to decide possibly where these guys go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we give our little bit of a takes here, you know, not going to get too in depth with the draft, obviously very early in that process, but you know, topic Shay's already dropped his first mock draft. So we got to come out here guns a blazing. Oh, yeah. uh, so we're going to come out here and give us our, uh, give each, each of it, all of our uh, top five prospects in this draft class, as well as giving our QB one, running back one, receiver one, and tight end one. But let's start with those prospects. Red, give me that top five of yours. Man, so number one, to no surprise. Well, to some surprise, it may be. I got Jalen Carter. Understandable. Mm. Understandable. You know, I think he is the most pro-ready yeah. caliber. 100%. I think he's the most pro-ready prospect. Um I'm not going to talk about these. I'm just going to list the other guys. Mm-hmm. So, number one, I got Jalen Carter. Number two, I got Will Anderson. And let me say, I don't think this is when they should be drafted. Yeah, this, yeah, is, yeah. Just this is just the like top, your top five, five highest-rated prospects. And, I mean, I don't exactly. blame you for putting Jalen Carter and Will Anderson top two. I mean, yeah. this. I mean, those two are just pro-ready. Exactly. Like, ready to go. And just like Jalen uh, Carter had Jordan Davis right yeah. in front of him. Exactly. exactly. And, like, he was sitting right behind Jordan Davis. That's insane. Insane. Yeah. So, I got Carter at one, Will Anderson at two. 
Uh, C.J. Stroud is my number three. Bryce Young is my number four, and Miles Murphy. Mm. That's a sneak. The edge rusher from Clemson. That's is my a sneak right there. Because Miles Murphy is so good. I think, dude, he's, so he's good one of them the dudes. If you want to put him as more of like, like a like a four, like just a hand on the ground DN, he can do that. He yep. can also be an edge rusher. Kind of exactly. reminds me of like. I'd say a Cam Jordan or like McDominate Sue. You could put him like in the D. You could put him up front or you could put him on the edge and he'll get yep. around there. Yep. I like that. I like your top five prospects. Let me see. What are your CD? Okay, man. Okay. So first I got to go with my boy Bryce Young, you know, yep. number one. I feel like he's, you know, best quarterback in the draft right now. Okay. I'm going to go with Will Anderson, number two. Okay. Okay. Always got to go with the Bama boys back to back. Then we got Jalen Carter. Mm-hmm. Got CJ Stroud coming up. Okay. And then I got Tyree Wilson from mm. Texas Tech. Yep. Hey, I, That's a big name. I actually like I, – I He's just, good. The like, only reason so I didn't good. put him over Murphy is because I feel like Murphy can do more stuff. Murphy – Just as an edge rusher, Wilson is a better – Like, Murphy rusher. is that guy that, you know, if you run an – op, like, say if you run a QB option, you know, if he crashes, you take it. If he doesn't, mm-hmm. you hand it off. Um, Kate Kuplick said his welcome to college moment was he ran an option – he ran a QB option – and he saw Miles come in and crash and then just flip his hips and take him out in the backfield. He said, I've never seen someone do something like that. Yeah. Miles Murphy is going to be good. I like that. I just like Tyree Will I, t- I like Tyree Wilson. Yeah. Dude's explosive off the edge. Yep. He's gonna get back there to you so fast. Yep. He's so raw. I like that. I like your top. He's five. he's a build he's a build up. Yeah. He's a build up. He's right got there. so much just he's just got skills, just skills that he, you can work on. Um but for me, uh, my top five, it's starting with Will Anderson. I think he has the potential to be more of a superstar than Jalen Carter. He's got the highest ceiling. Jalen Carter will always be good. Like, he's just going to be an amazing player for 10, 12, 15 years. You're just going to get an amazing career out of them. I just think maybe Will Anderson can give you a defensive defensive player of the year multi-time. Him coming in as a freshman, bro, he was such an impact for us. He's just such an impact player. So, I got him. Obviously, I'm going to let Jalen Carter be it, too. It's a That's a coin flip but for me i think Honestly. will anderson's just got a little bit more juice and then i'm gonna go into bryce young cj stroud and then i'm doing a duo between your two guys i mm-hmm. could not pick between either one so i'm okay. going tyree wilson yeah. slash miles murphy i like I mean, it. yeah I like, I like it those too. two guys are so good they tyree wilson as that khalil mack in him i think he, he just that that terrifying edge rusher. Mm-hmm. you know, no matter what it's just he will be there and he's gonna cross problems like Red said, though, Miles Murphy is just so well-rounded. We've heard about this kid. It, it, going in his rook, uh, or his freshman year, um, the big name was Brian Bercise, and he's still going to be a yeah. high draft He'll pick. He'll be a top-ten oh, yeah. pick at least. But he was the guy. Everyone talked about how he's going to be the guy that saves Clemson. He's going to be the best defensive player in his class. Ends up being Miles Murphy comes in that freshman year and outplays well, I mean, Brian Bercise. I mean, he was a top he was a top prospect. Yeah, he was top and, five. Yeah, he was top um, five. But uh, when I got both him and Brian Perseus, I low-key was a little scared. Yeah. I was. It's, that, it's crazy. That defensive line was going to be filthy. I mean, it's crazy they have those two guys on that team and still couldn't win back. And now, Brian Perseus is that guy that you want down, like, is your nose tackle. Oh, He's yeah. going to be able to get past, like, get knocked that center over. Exactly. Because that dude is strong. He's a big guy. He's a big boy. Oh, yeah. He's a big guy. But – that's my top five slash six, I guess. Um, that's uh, those are the guys I really just love in this draft. Obviously, this could change around with the combine, which is uh, about a month from now. Uh, actually, less than a month from now. So we'll obviously be keeping our eyes on that. But let's move on. We're gonna go each one. Give me your QB one, your QB one, and I'll give my QB one. So we'll start 
First things first, QB1, Red, what you got? Man, I guess I'm the odd guy out here. I got C.J. Stroud as my Understandable. number one. Understandable. As my number one in the class. You know, um, a lot of people are up with him. You know, we'll save a lot of the, like, I guess the prospect talk for mm-hmm. the extra class. But, I mean, I just, there's to me, there's not a lot of throws C.J. Stroud can't make. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, and then my number one running back. No, wait, no, 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 no. QB one. Oh, okay, okay. Bryce Young. Sorry, Bryce Young. gotta yep. go with him. That yep. dude is so good. Yeah, like, I mean, as as he said, CJ Stroud can make every throw that you wanted to. Bryce Young could do the same thing. I think Bryce uses his legs a little bit more, you know. Mm-hmm. And Bryce can just make like those Patrick Mahomes type plays. Yep. Like I mean, go down. Like he's not gonna go down in the pocket. Super elusive, good pocket presence. Relies on his passing more than his running. He mm-hmm. runs at the last minute if he needs to. Yep. I mean, dude's just all around. I think like he's number one, QB one. I'm, I'm I'm leaning on that myself, and it's Red makes a great point. With, it's hard to he pick can make them. CJ can make every single throw. The one thing that that I think is the difference between these two guys, and I think I think CJ has it too. I just think Bryce has a little bit more of that it, and that's the only way I can put it. I know it's a cliche that it is a cliche. But it's just something in him. He doesn't have the crazy Patty Mahomes arm, but he has that weird ability to just create something out of nothing. Yeah. He, he, his t- intelligence on the field, his processing power, his processing speed, it's just so crazy. The one thing I love about CJ, though, is and it was almost the reason I put him at number one, was that accuracy, man. I I truly don't know if I've seen a quarterback in college with the accuracy that C.J. Stroud has. It's I mean, just, it's it's insane. It's ridiculous. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's ridiculous how just he – if he is in his groove, man, he is not going to miss – not going to miss the open guy, first of all. He will never do that. Dude, and his his touch on a deep ball yeah. is insane. 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 That's and the look, one look, thing that I the am a little low on Bryce. Too. That's true. The one thing I'm a little low on Bryce is his – arm strength i think it's not like it's not like you can't throw a 50 yard ball i just i'm a little worried about his ability to find the deep ball i think he is just so he is so he's got that patty in him but it's not the same way patty uses it patty uses it for the massive plays bryce escapes and finds the right play yeah so that's the i'm a little worried about his ability to stretch the field which is that's like you have to have that now yeah um but the thing that just pushed him over the edge for me is that it, man. He just got that little bit of patty in him, man. And I hate that that he used patty as the as our comparison. Yeah, I, I hate that comparison. It, I hate the comparison it itself. Fits it so though, it but fits it's it. it's that extra element that it, I don't think he is a patty. Like I wouldn't compare him to a patty. I would just say that extra element that he brings is is very similar to patty. I don't know his comparison personally. It, personally, I said Randall Cunningham. I honestly think if I, I think of Drew Brees if he had legs, literally that's all I Good think. God. You know, that's who I think of honestly. Drew it's Brees just, if he had legs, that's just Holy that's crap. who I think of when I see when I saw Bryce play at Alabama. That's all I could think of—a small thought, quarterback that just never okay. had any problems, just processing a field, never never looked wavered, always was confident in his preparation. So that was just that's the reason I think of it. That's who I compare him to. I know that's a kind of a cop out comparison because Drew Brees never had legs, but you know, <laughs> but that's that's it's just that's my reason for QB1. I don't want to go too in-depth on this. We're going to have to save that for the draft pod. But let's move on oh, yeah. to running back one. This one, this one's a fun one. I feel like we all have the same one. I think we got one. the same guy here. Red, who you got? Yeah, dude. It's Bijan. Yeah. It's Bijan Robinson. Mm, you know. Yeah. Ain't much to say. Yep. Not much to say. Bijan Robinson, Bijan. man. I like I mean, Gibbs. I like Gibbs. I like Gibbs. Gibbs is more of like Bijan. 
Gibbs is like, you know, the pass catcher. He's, Catch a, out he's of the backfield. so explosive. Got a burst of speed like that. Mm-hmm. But Bijan is just all around like, mm-hmm. at, like he's your running back. Like it's he's like, the guy that you want to go up the middle with yep. on like a third and one, fourth and one. He's just handed off. So talented. I mean, so talented. He reminds me of a lot of Reggie. Yeah. A lot of Reggie. He's got that Reggie in him. I do like that. I, I think Gibbs will be a superstar running back. I think he I think him and I think Gibbs and him go first round. Yeah. Honestly. I think Gibbs go first round still. But I think Bijan might be trans like, transcendent. I just think he's got that little this kind of reminds uh, not his playing style, but the the hype that was surrounded around him his time in college coming into the NFL now reminds me of an Adrian Peterson thing. Uh, it's just not his skill set. I don't want to compare him to AP, but it's just the hype around him. Feels like an Adrian Peterson kind of a player. I know AP was the Heisman, and everyone knew how amazing he was. But how I look at him, for some reason, that's the guy I think of when I see Bijan. I think of a guy that's going to go somewhere, stay there, and just absolutely destroy records for a, for a decade um, if he can stay healthy. Obviously, I just don't the know running who's going to get him, and whoever yeah. gets him is getting Only thing I want to push back on CDM, I don't think Gibbs goes first round. I, I don't think, think he goes first. I just, it just like, I, I mean, think he's a first-round talent. Yeah. I just don't think running that's backs what, go. Like, I think Bijan is good enough to be a top. Yeah. He's a top ten prospect, but I don't. Running back, I don't I think he's going to get. I can see Gibbs going maybe late first, early second. That's we'll I think he's just. I think if he has a good pro day and a really good combine, that he'll sneak into that late first round. Yeah. I guess we'll save it for the pod, but like. I see Gibbs going more like like to Dallas late I round that. too, see, and I would love that. That would something be a perfect like that. fit for and y'all. So that's, and that's understandable. You mean a lot of people have him going second round, a lot of people have him going late first, some people have him going third round. And if he goes that's third crazy. round, though, if you have Gibbs going third round, you're getting a humongous steal in the draft. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like oh. that is going to be stupid good for your team. No, yeah, I, I don't see him getting too far out of that second round. Um, but we'll see. Uh, probably Bijan will be going on day one to somebody. Let's move on to receiver one. This is a weird class. The receiving class is weird. There's no clear favorites. It's not too I think deep. the combine is going to be massive yes, for these sir. guys. I think all the guys at the top are pretty solid. I just don't know who's going to be the X factor out of this group. And I, I think this the guy that I picked is, can be an X factor, but let's hear what y'all got, who you got, Red. I got Quentin Johnson yeah. as my number one. You know. Don't want to say too much, but physically, mm. he's the most gifted receiver. Mm. Yeah, I, I feel like he's the most wide receiver one yeah. in this class. Yeah. What you got? Uh, I have it between two. Okay. I have between Quentin Johnson, Quinston Johnson, mm-hmm. and Jordan Addison. That's fair. Jordan Addison, you know, Blitney called a year ago. Yep. Transfers to Caleb Williams, gets an act like gets a gets a solid quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has moments where he's just electric, has moments where he can be down. That's the same thing about Quentin Johnson. If you really go back and look at the tape, Quentin Johnson has moments where, you know, he he's great, but mm-hmm. then he has other moments in the game where it's just like, man, you could do a little bit better. You mm-hmm. could just push yourself a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Um, Quentin Johnson's probably the more pro-ready mm-hmm. And Jordan Addison, you, you're going to have like build him up a little bit, build around him. Because I think Jordan Addison could be a wide receiver one in the NFL, depending on where he goes. Those are my two guys. Yeah. See, yeah. I actually love that CDM. And, you know, we ain't got a debate. We'll leave it. But mm. I'm actually ready for the draft talk because I like what you just said, but I like completely flip it. So, you, you know just, what I mean? Yeah, I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. I think Addison is probably one of the most pro ready, but I think he's a. Plug in number three. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Quentin Johnson you may take mold, a year or two. You can mold that dude. 
into being like oh, the next yeah. Calvin Johnson. Mm-hmm. Like, you, know, you could make him something great. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I know we'll leave it for the pod, but I just wanted to, like, it's crazy because, like, I thought the same exact thing with Addison and Johnson just flipped. Yeah. You know what I mean? There you go. Oh, I can't wait for the new pod. It's, it's oh, yeah. Great. We're going to have t- so much to talk about the draft. Um, but I'm going to go Quentin. I think the biggest thing for me is, like Red said, the physical ability of that guy. I mean, he's massive. He's he's the prototype we wanted at a receiver. He's fast. He's strong. He's got hands. He can. He's got pretty good route running. Not the best of the class, but I wouldn't say he's good. fast either. I, uh, he's He's got – Underrated speed. Underrated speed for his size. His size. Because he's a big dude. Yeah, it's, he's not going to run no 4-3, but he's going to run probably like a 4-4, four, 4-5, four, four, you it know? It kind of reminds me of like a Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah. Like his build size-wise. Oh, don't give him that. Yeah, build, yeah, si- yeah. build size. Build he's size, not like, you. not like, you know, the Popeye's Poor biscuits Kelvin. away from being a tight end. but Poor like Kelvin, yeah. bro. That was a bust. Oh, dude, that's so dude. sad. That guy. I, I think like, he's like a B Mike Williams. Ooh. Ooh, I like that a lot. Hey, I like Williams. that. I like that. Yeah, that big receiver got the got, – yeah, honestly, that's a perfect comparison. That really I is, think. though. Like, I think that is a perfect comparison. Because like, Mike, him and Mike Williams go for a ball and get yeah. it. Yeah, it's, it's, that's who I got. I've, I, I, just, I saw it a lot. I saw him play a good bit. I've seen him perform at his highest level. Um, I do like Jordan Addison a lot. I yeah. just – I think it's between I, him I, and Jordan Addison. There's something honestly. about Jordan Addison for me I just – I. Feel, I don't want to say bust. I just don't think he will be. I don't think he'll be a guy. I think he can be a one on a lot of teams. Um, oh, he's a solid number two. Like he just. I think his peak. I don't want to say his peak. I just think he's going to be a Brandon Cooks level player for his entire career, which is a Ooh. great player, a solid thousand yards. I think maybe season. Adam Thielen. You know, solid stays with the team yeah. for a while. Gets like gets him what you need to get. Yeah, and I just you think he's just going to be consistent, just consistent. I don't see him going eighteen hundred yards like Cooper Cup one year. I just think he's going to be a thousand yards, twelve hundred yards, just on a team where he just is just good for just a right. long time. Yeah, he's like a he's like a golden tape. Yeah, bro. golden. Yeah, that's a good he, one. he's just going to be like eight hundred yards for like. 10 straight. Yeah, years. I can see I just, maybe having a thousand. I, I can see oh, yeah. like maybe I mean, one or two could. thousand yard seasons, maybe one or two Pro Bowls, but like he's not. I don't. I don't think he can be a guy yet. Yeah, he's, I don't even know if Quentin's going to be a superstar. Uh, he's definitely a little problem. See, yeah. this is the thing about this wide receiver class. It's like it's like it's not the best, but it's not the worst. We've also been spoiled for the past like yeah, five years. God. You know, just, we got Jamar Chase, Justin, Justin Jefferson, Jefferson, Jerry, Jerry Olave, Olave, Olave Wilson, Wilson. Wilson. It's just like we've had so many awesome classes. We're so used to these receivers going top ten, and we're probably not yeah. going to see one to the maybe fifteen. I've, yeah. I've seen Quentin go around twelve, so we'll see. Um, in that, let's get to our last position. Uh, tight end one. This one's another fun one for uh, uh for for us. This was a, a little bit of a debate, but not really. There's one or two guys that we're kind of going through here. I think so. Uh, Red, what you got? So, I want to say right. My answer right now is probably going to be different from when we do the draft show. Because mm-hmm. right now, yeah. I have Michael Mayer. Mm-hmm. I just think he's the most pro ready tight. Like I think. You plug that dude in, and he's going to be, like, you know, top eight, yeah, top seven for, like, a, a long time. But I don't see him being – I don't know how much better he's going to mm-hmm. get. Yeah. But, you know, I don't want to get too much into it. But I will say 
Dalton Kincaid is rising on my board, mm. bro. He he's slowly becoming the number one. He's a dog. Even dog. Washington, like this is a pretty solid tight end. Yeah, you like Dwayne end. Washington a lot. Yeah, or Darnell. Darnell, yeah, Dwayne. <laughs> I, I like him too, just because I mean, dude, just because of his size and reach. Yep. Like if he we're could talking, reach his potential, so dude. Well, if we're ridiculous. talking about Georgia tight ends, then Brock Bowers might as well just put himself in the draft because that dude is the best tight end I've ever seen play college football. And I saw Kyle Pitts play, but Brock, good God, no, oh, that boy can freak. Can play, mm-hmm. oh yeah, but you know, like I said, it's 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 mayor right now, but mayor isn't getting much higher on my board if that makes sense. And yeah. the other guys are slowly creeping, creeping up. in. Yeah. yeah, the tight end class is. It feels like that's another big combine, uh, combine, yeah. uh, combine position pro day type deal. Yeah. I'm off to go with Mike Mayers. Yep. You know, um, baby Gronk has. I've been calling him ever yep. since he was a freshman. Can you believe? Tell, tell, tell everybody where he it wasn't he the bust of his class. Yeah, dude. Everybody. Yeah, he's a five star cr- recruit, and everybody said that he was not going to do crap for Notre Dame. That he was a bust in his in his recruitment class. This dude's going to be like at least possibly a first round pick. Definitely, maybe yeah. maybe a second round pick. I doubt that. Oh, bro, he, he'll be first. I think he'll be top twenty, maybe. Yeah. But I mean. I don't know how you could go out. I don't know how all these recruiters mm-hmm. could go out and say this man That's was going to be a bust. Wild. And then you plug him into that Notre Dame offense, who did not have solid quarterback play. I'll be I'll be completely honest with you. And he's did not, still good. And still balled out. Like, for all you recruiters out there that said that, put some respect on my man's name right yep. now. Baby Gronk is here. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. You've been on the Michael Mayer train for a while. So Dude, I mean, there's another. Like, I have not seen any. Like, blocking could be a little bit better. But, I mean, other than that, full around, like, He's a good. He's a, dog. A good, he's a dog. I, I like Michael Mayer a lot. I'm I'm with I'm with uh, Red on this too though. Michael Mayer, Dalton Kincaid is right there. Dalton Kincaid I, is right I think there. Kincaid. He's the he's the interesting guy for me. He's the he's the little curveball kind of a guy. So, something crazy about him. You know, he played one year of high school football. Was See, a zero just, star yeah. recruit. Yeah, that's wow. crazy. I forgot where he walked on, but he walked on somewhere, transferred to Utah, and mm-hmm. was their leading receiver. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, so who do y'all so think? He's just so raw. raw. Who do y'all think's more pro ready now? Like mm. pro ready, Michael. I think, I think Mayer is the most Mayor? pro ready. Yeah. yeah, and Kincaid's more of like a project. Yeah, into yeah, the draft, one hundred percent. Because Kincaid's good. Like Kincaid's he's good. Big. He's smaller too. He's I, got. Hands. I think he's small. I actually don't know. I don't want to say that. I don't know who's bigger or not. But uh, um, interesting class. Very, very, very interesting class. But that'll do it for our little draft preview. Stay on the lookout for an extra pod. We'll be recording these on Sunday, dropping Sunday night. We'll be announcing it on Monday. So stay on the lookout for that, everybody. We're really excited about this little extra pod we're gonna be working on with the draft. So always. Stay on the lookout. Let's move on to the NBA discussion. We weren't able to hit all the trades last week as it was Dude, complete crazy. So much. And by the time uh, it was 1 o'clock that morning when I was pretty much edited, posted it up and everything, and I noticed Kevin Durant was traded. Oh, my gosh, dude. I got a text from you that night, and I, we were just talking about Man. it on the pod, talking about, like, trade deadline, where he could end up, and you said the Suns. Yep. And right when I get that text, I was like, you got to be shitting me right now. There's I couldn't no believe it. way. Dude, because we were all on the pod, like, there ain't no way he's getting he's, moved. I didn't think he was leaving. I honestly didn't think he'd leave Brooklyn. I didn't think, be, I didn't think it was possible, and guess what? It happens. Kevin Durant gets traded to the Phoenix Freaking sons for, for Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, who did get shipped to the Bucks, and then four unprotected first round picks. 
You know, that's a big time hey, move. Real quick, I want to say, shout out Matt Ishaba, baby. Hey, that is yeah. how you make a move on your first day in all. Damn right. <laughs> hey, honestly, that that owner, I mean, he had to win over the entire franchise. Oh, you had to give up a lot, but you I mean, you're getting a the superstar back. You're getting, exactly. You're getting you're, the you the might be getting score. the best player in the league. I think you know? you're getting the best score in the game. Like, just I mean, and you didn't have to give up anything. Didn't have didn't, to give. Well, you, you gave starters, up a good Your starters. You definitely have to give up a lot for Kevin Durant, but it's like, you got him and TJ Warren. Ooh, that's that's pretty nice. That's a pretty nice that's the, exchange. Dude, when TJ Warren, TJ Warren added to it is wild. TJ, he is easily, when TJ Warren came with him. He came with him. It doesn't make any sense. I thought they just got Kevin Durant. I didn't see that. To yeah, be honest with you. Wild. It's been. It was a wild move for this team, you know. Um, but this is uh end of the day. Does this make the Suns the favorite in the West? Red, what you got, man? So. <sighs> Mm, it's on paper. I think they got to be the favorite. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. on paper. I mean, you just look at their roster. Like they just added Kevin Durant. Didn't give up Chris Paul. Didn't give up DeAndre Ayton. Didn't give up Devin Booker. I mean, there's not going to be a lot of teams that can keep up with this team. There's just not. But I don't know why, man. I'm leaning. I still have Denver as my favorite in the West right now. I just think. Denver, Jokic is playing so good. They didn't really give up anything. You know, they weren't – they didn't make some huge splash trade at the deadline. Aaron Gordon is a freaking – could have been an all-star and no one would have been upset. (laughs) So, you know, right now I got Denver, but I think going into the playoffs it could easily be a thing where the Suns are – the uh, like proclaim favorite in the West, yeah. which they probably will be anyway. They probably should be mine, but I'm sticking with Denver just for you know a little bit longer. Yeah, and what you got on the stadium? I'm gonna go and just say you know on paper they, as Red said, on paper they should be the favorites. I do have them as the favorites. Um, it's really, I mean, you got Kevin Durant, best score in the NBA, averaging 27, uh, 29 points a game. And you put that together with Devin Booker, who's averaging 27 a game. Chris Paul putting up 12 points, but also getting at least 8 to 10 assists a game. Then you got your big man down low, DeAndre Ayton, putting up 20 points and getting 10 boards a game. It's pretty nice. I mean, you put all that together. I mean, I I guess it takes KD going to a super team every year to get him a chip. I mean, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I understand that completely, my guy. Um, I feel like they are the favorites in the West. Denver is right behind them. Denver has done nothing wrong at all to not at least be number one in the West. Mm. I mean, Joker's going crazy right now. Jamal Murray is back. Uh, who else they have back? Somebody else just came back from injury. Um, Joey Porter, I think. Not, I'm Michael, not, Porter. Michael, Michael Porter. Michael Porter. Michael yeah. Porter came back from injury. I mean, the Nuggets are doing good, but I mean, this Suns team just it just it looks insane it looks like it's going to work out perfectly i forgot to bring up too um something i was thinking about it feels like every time we did an nba pod nate it was always like man the west is right there yep somehow the suns are 5 games ahead now like yeah. or yeah. not the suns the uh the um nuggets the nuggets yeah that was my that, I feel like that came out of nowhere. It can't They just, so, just haven't lost games. yeah i forgot to throw that out there but that's that's the number one while they're Still, my number one is yeah. just because, like, they got that lead. Yeah, they got they got a pretty yeah. a five game lead. Five game, it's play big. With. No, and see, big. like another thing about the Suns is, I'm very high on them, but in my opinion, the only team that could beat them is going to be themselves. 
That's the only, I like that. only team that can beat them is themselves. Because, I mean, when they went to the finals, had a 2-0 lead, got a little cocky, mm. lost a little, lost it, and then lost the finals. I mean, adding KD is going to, first off, you get that get NBA champ. You get that guy. You get that NBA, NBA championship, mm. MVP. You know, you get somebody who's been there, has mm. done that multiple times. That's going to be able to pass on to Devin Booker, who's a superstar, upcoming guy in the next generation of basketball. I mean, you got two veterans around him, and you got DeAndre Ayton right there, who's also on the big come up as well. I mean, there's, I mean, the only team that's going to be able to beat them is themselves. But the Suns, to me, are looking pretty good right now in the West. Yep, uh, all good points there, Cedium. Um I'm, 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 I think they're still the two seed right now. They're the second best team in the West yeah. for me right now, right now. And that's only because I, I, I truly think this might take a little bit of time to mesh. I just don't think this is going to be a throw Kevin around on the floor and it's yeah. going to be all work out. Yeah. They lost Cam Johnson. They lost Mikhail, they Mikhail lost Bridges. Mikael Bridges is a bigger loss than people realize. Like, Mikael Bridges he is He was like, a solid bench piece like, coming off. For me, oh, he was starting. He was a starter. Oh, he was a starter? Yeah. And for me, like, if you're looking at a wing, a 3 and D wing, I think he's the best in the league. Like, when it comes to defense and shooting and scoring ability, just he does Everything on the basketball court. I truly believe Mikael Bridges could like become a superstar in the Nets. The Nets might be bold. That might be bold. At least all star. But I, tr- I truly believe he could become possibly a superstar uh, as he grows in this league. Um, I think he could easily be like a Drew Holiday type. It's guy. like a, I'm telling you, yeah. he's a championship three. He's a championship yeah. three in my opinion, and he was technically their their three, I guess. Um, but going back to the Suns. Um, there's not I mean it's amazing (laughs) it's like like, it's another super team in the NBA it's it's an incredible move there's not much else to say about it it's the Suns if they can figure it out it's going to be impossible to stop to stop them the thing is can they figure it out can they can they make this mesh and I'm not exactly sure it's going to be that easy this might not be a one like this year thing this might be a next year thing if they can get Kyrie um for me, I just I love what the Nuggets have done over the past five years. They have built this thing from the ground. They took the Warriors route. They said we're gonna build this thing, and, and we're just gonna we're gonna get our guy. We're gonna get Jokic. We're gonna get Jamal. We're gonna we're gonna draft Michael Porter. And guess what we're gonna do? We're gonna go get some guys like an Aaron Gordon. You mm-hmm. know, we're gonna go, we're gonna go yep. get these guys on this team and make this team be- better than it is. This team is three times better than that bubble team that the Nuggets made. The, the, the oh, team I'm had. not going to lie. That's where I fell in love with the Nuggets. And that, that Nuggets in the bubble. Like, like Jamal was, Murray, dude, that was, insane. That was an that was, insane team. It wasn't was, like the best team, but that team had grit. That, that team, team had heart. That was the first time I said, all right, yeah, Jamal. It, sadly, he's starting to come back to his own at, before his injury, man. Now, like, he was on the brink of becoming a star at this league. Like, was it his ACL or Achilles? AC, ACL. And it's, you hate to see injuries like that uh, kind of deter a career. He's, he's starting to come back into his own, which is a good sign. But uh, for me, the Nuggets, man, Jokic, I mean, I mean that guy. He's going to average a triple-double this year as a center. That's just ridiculous. He's almost lead. I think he leads the league in assist. It's like, what? Dude, his passing is just god It's insane. And he's only averaging about 25, 26 a game this year, which is kind of low for him. The past year, two years, he's been averaging about 30. You know, and now he comes out and averages 25. People are like, oh, no MVP. Hey, Second-round pick, baby. Second-round pick, man. And During a Taco Bell commercial. It's like, exactly, he was. Oh, he was. Didn't even get his name announced. It's crazy, Damn. bro. 
and for me, it's just like if I'm if I'm the Nuggets, I'm feeling pretty pretty good still. I think I think experience is on their side. I think uh, camaraderie is on their side. Coaching's on their side. I I really do like. You think they make a push for the chip? Oh, so Nuggets! Oh, one hundred percent. They're still my as as of this moment right now. They're my favorite in the West. But let me get to my second point. By the time playoffs come around. I think the Suns might be the I'm best. With you. Yeah, I'm right there I think with the Suns you. might be the best you. by think, playoffs. I think that's when they finally just put everything together. It's going to take time. working everything out. It's going to take time. No one, no one wants to play this team. They don't the have the no. bench to be like a top three regular season no. team. You know no. what I mean? No. It's, and it won't be about rankings. See, it won't be about so seeds. Like in a seven-game series, it's like, Suns can beat anybody. It's yeah. like I just don't know if any team can beat this team four times if Kevin Durant is healthy. And so that's the thing about getting Kevin Durant is that you have to trade so many young you so many trade everything. young pieces. And but picks. It, I mean, and at the end of the day, it's worth it. I mean, look, look, all right. Keep going. I, I didn't mean to cut you. No, you're good. Like the Nets, Nets did it, and they almost made it to the cha- like the NBA championship, just like few inches away. Though. Literally, few inches an away. inch. <laughs> you say, Red? I was gonna say we don't have to, you know, we don't have to talk about this because I know we got to move on. But like, if you're the Nets, man, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, what are you gonna do now? All you have well, is Ben Simmons, dude. The Nets in Katie's last twenty games were seventeen and three. Yep, they were set. Like they weren't losing right now, games. they are the fifth seed. Yep, and I just, how do you not get one of DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, Chris Paul back? I don't know, dude. This team, I'm not saying that like, like it would have been that much better. It still would have been better, but you throw in an extra first round pick and Chris Paul with that trade package. This team was like a fourth seed, and you know, can't push it. Third. Maybe winning a seed, they're not competing for the chip, but they they might win a series. series. You know, like yeah. you know, I, we don't have to talk about it. We can move on, but it's just like I really thought they would get more. Well, I mean, I agree KD. with you right there. 100%. Like, I don't know how they got away with not giving up at least three of those of uh, three of those guys. Just one of DeAndre one and of Chris Paul. You know? Like, I mean, you're it's not like, giving. I'm sorry, they're not going to give up Devin Booker. No. They're not going to give up their star player. Mm-mm. But even they then, would, bro, like I would give up Devin Booker and. A first round pick for Kevin Durant. Ah, I mean, that's all pre- I would give. Yeah, that's I mean, what, that's about all. Now, I would like, give. Even then, it's like if you're the if you're the Nets, would you rather ask for something like that, or would you say, "Hey, give us Chris Paul, um, Bridges, and like two first, three round first. Picks. You know yeah. what I mean? Something like that. It's. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they could have got a little bit more. I feel that. I think. I think. How they did the trade talks about what they're doing for the rest yeah. of the season. Yeah. They, they clearly. I don't, I don't think they're going. Gonna, I don't think they're a playoff team now. I, really I think, think they. Gonna, I think they're going to make the playoffs just because. Yeah, even just if, because of where they're at. Well, I don't they think may, they are. I agree with you. They're not a playoff team, but they're they, so I high seeded. They're going to be. I mean, I, they they're going to get swept. Yeah, be honest yeah, with I you. I can see them winning one game. Yeah, I mean, but I don't honestly, see them winning a series. I don't think. Yeah, they're not going to win a series. Larry came out today and says he has no idea what his role. I don't know what he's going to do either. He they literally brought him there for Kevin Durant and Kyrie. Yes. And he still didn't do anything when they were there. He's afraid of the basket, bro. He's but afraid. hey, next year, team's gonna want a three and D guy. The Nets got like ten of them. Yeah, so uh, they're gonna oh, have. Yeah. They they're are, gonna have. They're pulling picks. like a doc. They're pulling like an OKC move, just mm-hmm. getting all and these picks right it's now. It's players too. It's like they've got all these young just wings, and that is. And if anybody knows anything about the NBA, you are. Desperate for yeah. defensive wings, man. Oh, yeah. It's like that's the one the, the, a defensive wing that can make a three, and that is that is Mikael Bridges. He might be the best in the league at it. Cam Johnson, that dude's just an offensive star, and he's long enough to be a, a defensive 
great defensive player. You know, it's it, and Jay Crowder. He goes to the Bucks. He's going to make it a great impact over there, oh, yeah, and he's yeah. probably going to get minutes again. And it's just like, I don't know. I don't want to go too crazy on it. Honestly, let's get, let's table that discussion because we can talk yeah. twenty minutes. Yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah, let's give a quick a- grade though. Quick grade. Give me your grade for the Suns red and your grade for the Nets. Suns, I give it an A. Nets, I give it a C. Okay. What do you got? I give it an A plus for the Suns. Like, yeah. I mean, that's solid. For the yeah. Nets, I, I kind of want to just give it like a D, D minus, man. <laughs> y'all kinda, really did not like that move. I did, did not like it, dude. Like, I mean, you could have got just, so much more out of it. I don't hate it. It's just like. It's not the see. I'm, I'm complete opposite. It's kind of like a Brooklyn. I feel like I feel like that's a Brooklyn move. Is just to like get rid of your star players for shit. It's, I, I I hear y'all completely. I'm I'm honestly I'm completely out on left field on that or right field, whatever you want to say. I'm not with y'all on this. I I truly believe the Nets got a pretty good return. I think it was about a B. Four four unprotected first round. The picks. four picks is the four wild. first round. But you picks know is you're nice. gonna have to give up four picks. I mean, what was how many did they give up for? Um, Rudy. That was that's see, that was my reasoning was like you get five picks for Rudy Gobert. What I'm the, asking for wait, six. I'm wait. asking for six for KD. You, know? I'm not, you might not get them, but wait, you got they they gave up five picks for Rudy Gobert and that, they only got four for K. Mm. It's the only reason is is because of the players they gave up too. They yeah, I mean two young I mean Minnesota stars. overpaid. Yeah. Like oh, they yeah. yeah, they've admitted they've overpaid, they but didn't. still it's like Brooklyn's kind of fell off. Brooklyn's kind of fallen off. I mean, firing Steve Nash was probably the best idea for <laughs> that them. Was a, that was, that was probably move. the best idea for them in this season. Mm-hmm. But getting rid of Kyrie was getting rid of Kyrie. And no, they I, had to. They had to. They had to. No, he said he wasn't. I gonna like sign. getting rid of Kyrie. Kyrie made sense because they had to at least get something out. But of yeah, that. hey, look, like we could talk about. We this. could yeah. go yeah, on. Let's and on. table this discussion. We could talk about this dang team forever. Uh, both teams. Let's see what the Suns can do. Still on the Nuggets train, but the West is wide open. We'll see as what always. the Nets can do. Yeah, we'll see what the Nets can do. I'll pray for you. <laughs> <laughs> but let's move on to the East. Last night was a big game. Sadly, we didn't get to see it full strength as the Celtics were very undermanned. Still almost won that game in overtime against the Bucks, but the Bucks escaped. Uh, What's the final score in that game? 140 to 141? It was something like 128, 116. Something weird. I can't remember, but they, 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 they played their butts off the Celtics without Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and Robert Williams. They almost won the game in overtime. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, but this pushes the Bucks' winning streak to 11 in a row. <laughs> wow. And that, that these streaks this season – have been so, like, underplayed. Like, I've only heard, like, I know the Grizzlies went on a 12-game win streak. It was, like, the quietest thing. The Nets went on a 12-game win streak. It was so quiet. Now, yeah. the, now the Bucks are on 11-game, and it just feels like I haven't seen it anywhere. Um, I did see it on ESPN today, though. Um, I saw the Grizzlies, but that was, uh, I think it was, that was it before was, all the Shannon Sharp stuff happened, yeah. and then they got KD, and now I don't think Grizzlies are Did y'all see that the Grizzlies tried to go after Kevin Rant? Oh, yeah. Ooh. They said that they would have given up Almost anybody. Only player they said they wouldn't have given up was Ja. They said they yeah. would have given up Darren Jackson, uh, um, Desmond Bain. Um, just pretty much anybody said Ja. Besides the point, let's get back to over here. Are the Bucks the best in the East? Red, what you got on this? I think they are. Yeah. You know, I don't know if that's a wild card pick or not, but you know, I started looking at. Some stats because Boston still is ahead of them in the rankings and the mm-hmm. seeding. I think but they're ahead by like one game. It's like you said, just recently Milwaukee's been so hot. And if you really look at the offensive numbers for the uh, 
for the Celtics. I don't think they've peaked, but they since November their scoring per game by month has just slowly gone down. The Bucks, mm-hmm. it's the complete opposite. I think they started off scoring like 111 points a game in that first month, and now they're up to like close to 120. Mm-hmm. So they've just slowly gotten better. Yeah. So it's just kind of a momentum thing. I think I'm gonna say the uh, the Bucks right now. You know, I just think I think the Celtics last year kind of had a career season from a couple guys. Like mm-hmm. you're not gonna get that at a Marcus Smart, Mm-mm. maybe again, which. You know, you're not expecting the dude to be dif- defensive player of the year multiple times. Yeah. Like, as a guard. That's just not it's, a realistic it's goal. It's hard to do in the first yeah. place. Yeah. It's yeah. not exactly. a realistic goal. But, you know, um, the Bucks, I feel like their additions have been really good. Like, Joe Ingles. Mm. Been solid, man. Grayson Allen has been a lot better this <laughs> that year. That dude, he has taken a step. Dude, he has the, taken a step. The mm-hmm. Bucks are number one in rebounding too, man. Like if, if you what do you wanna, expect with Brook Lopez man, and Giannis in the and, and Bobby Cordes? Oh, dude, Cordes if you want to go small and put Giannis at the five, <laughs> you're still going to out rebound. Like, <laughs> you're going to average like at least twenty boards a game it's, with it's, those it's, two. It's ridiculous. So I mean, you know, in a seven game series, I think it's a coin flip. Mm. I think Boston has better depth right now. I'm honestly surprised that, like, they didn't make a bigger trade or someone didn't make a bigger trade toward them. But So, I feel like they have the depth to, the depth to compete. <laughs> but right now, I think I got the Bucks just because of the momentum. When we're coming yeah. back to, like, KD, they almost thought – Boston almost thought about trading uh, Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant. Yeah, that was rumored. That yeah, was rumored. That was a rumored trade. Um, I'm probably going to have to go with Red, you know. I'm mm-hmm. going to have to go Milwaukee. I can't go against the Greek freak. So I mean, tough, man. dude is dude's averaging 32, mm-hmm. 32 points and at least I think like fifteen rebounds a game right now. Mm. I mean, dude's going insane. It's crazy. You got Drew Holiday, as you said, that defensive guard that you need. He's right there playing defense. He can also shoot. He's your shooter as well. He's a great like. He's always been ever since he got there from New Orleans. Been a great addition. Such a good pickup for them. Um, it's just really. I mean, it's hard to root against the Celtics though. It is. Celtics are a young team on the come up to be something good. Mm-hmm. Um. I really still think they can make a finals this year. They just been I mean, injuries have hit them. Injuries have hit them bad. You yeah. know, you got Jalen Brown, you got two of your top players out with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Um, Jalen Brown out with a face injury, I think. Mm-hmm. Face fracture. fracture yeah. And then uh Marcus Smart has a knee injury. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to really be it's hard to pick up games like that. But I mean, in my opinion, Celtics have nothing to really be ashamed about or mad about by their bench. I mm-hmm. mean, their bench came out and took the Took Giannis and his team into overtime. Yeah, they have one of the best benches. I mean, yeah. like exactly. I mean, there's. I mean, at least you know that your if your starters are out or you need somebody off the bench that they're you're still there to be able to like, compete with the entire league. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> it's. I mean, it is hard to compete with the Bucks. I mean, there's nobody that you can line up against Giannis, and they're not like they're no not going to stop him. No I one mean, in the league. Like I mean, nobody. <laughs> I mean, the dude is just insane. Um. I'm gonna go with Milwaukee right now, but I do see ball. I can see Boston picking it back up at the end of the season, being that number one seed. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot of things that I have to go through when I was looking at these two teams and kind of deciding. You know, I think it's obvious. You know, when healthy, the Celtics offense can win any tire, any game imaginable, and that's kind of opposite of the narrative of defense wins championships. This offense feels like it can destroy any defense yep, that's ever yeah. lived. It doesn't matter if you're playing good defense against this offense. They're just going to make every shot. Um, but the Bucks have the best player on the planet. Yeah. I and mean, I don't think it's close anymore, y'all. I just I, Kevin Durant hasn't played. 
LeBron hasn't been playing either. What about, jo- what about Joker? Joker's up there, man, and I love Joker. But Giannis, but you ain't freak. seeing Joker do none of that stuff that Giannis <laughs> is doing, man. You're not seeing that, and it's just when you look at the impact, the energy. It's just yeah, Jokic has immense impact. He's the entire Nuggets offense. You know they, they, that team's nothing without Jokic. But Giannis, the, just what he does. In and out every single game, he proved. It's like it literally feels like he's still proving people something, and it's wild that he like plays like that still. It's like, bro, easy. You're, no one doubting you're an you NBA anymore. champion. No one's doubting it. you anymore. Like, and he plays every thing, single game like he is just proving that he is not. It's like people still doubt him or something. Dude, yeah, the quote I love about Giannis, I can't remember if it was Wilt or Kareem, but they basically said that like he goes against. Everything you learn not to do yep. when you're, you know, when you're coming up as a big man, like you're never told to just grab your own rebound and go right back up with it, yeah. and to one hand slam it. Like <laughs> he's just doing stuff that you're not supposed to be able to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's he is like when you look at players that have an opportunity to be in that goat discussion. I still believe Giannis, Giannis is, is on, up there. Dude. He is on the trajectory. If he can get himself another chip, if he can somehow squeeze himself into this MVP conversation late, like he's in the top five. It's not like he's out of this yeah. thing. And oh, he's going to be top five forever. Ever. And it's just like. Oh, I can see him winning at least so, maybe two or three more. It's MVPs. so tough to not pick the Bucks. This one's it literally impossibly close for me. So at this moment, I'm going to give the edge to the Bucks. But when healthy, when the playoffs, you know, playoffs come back around. I think it's very similar to the Nuggets Suns thing. I, yeah. th- I think the Celtics is depth, talent, just overall, just just how many players they've got. They've got they've got the best duo in the league. Well, the Bucks have the best player, even though Chris and Giannis is, is deadly. Um, I do believe Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown is the best duo in the league. So by the playoffs, I think I'm going to lean Celtics. But as of this moment, I, you got to give it to the Bucs. I think the they're, Eastern they're Com- steaming. I think the Easter Conference Finals is going to be Milwaukee and uh, Boston. I, I think that's got to be like a given it. almost at this point. Yeah. It's like there's a lot of good teams. I like a lot of teams. Cavs would be a, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cavs make Cavs are out there. Cavs, Cavs are Cavs are on the come up again. They're so they're so talented, man. They've got so much. They've got that, that's another team that's got offense for days. You oh, know, yeah. it's oh, just yeah. they've got. I mean, it's crazy how. You know, How talented one they team are. that I'm really sad about is just Charlotte, dude. Like Charlotte is an absolute utter just dumpster fire, <laughs> garbage. All personally, me. I don't think you should be considered the goat if you can't build a franchise. But that's besides the point. Let's get to the All Star <laughs> game. Let's go to All Star Saturday <laughs> prediction. Uh, we got some awesome matches in, in this All Star Saturday. We got the skills challenge, the dunk contest, and the three point contest. Of course, this is always a fun little thing to watch. My favorite has got to be the three point contest, unless. It Unless they some unless they actually dunk the ball this year, you know, unlike last year where they just didn't know how to put the ball in the basket. I don't yeah. know if y'all remember how literally Steph did it. That that dunk contest <laughs> last year was absolutely pitiful. That dunk contest last year. Oh, the dunk contest. Yeah, yeah that crap was terrible. No, I said the, the three point contest is my favorite until yeah. they prove that they can dunk again. Yeah, last year was just it was it was a disrespect to the boring. to that contest. I mean, why are you getting guys that can't finish a freaking dunk? That's yeah. besides the point. I get not a lot of guys want to do it anymore, though. Um, I mean, well, dunking does hurt. It does hurt, and it's it's it, you're you're risking injury, and I get that. But yeah, no let's move on to though. the skills challenge. Let's make some predictions here. Uh, a little fun little prediction we can do to end this podcast. Uh, skills challenge. We got Team Antetokounmpo. 
the three Antetokounmpo brothers will face mm. off against Team Jazz with Jordan Clarkson, Colin Sexton, and Walker Kessler. R.I.P. Timberwolves. Uh, the team yeah. <laughs> team rookie, uh, Paulo Bencaro, Jabari Smith, and Jaden Ivey. That is a, that is a, that is a tough squad so right there. That's a tough rookie trio right that's there. That's a tough squad. Those All three of those guys are going to be ballers, I think, in this league. But let's start with Red. Who are you taking home in the skills challenge? I'm taking team rookie, baby. Ooh. I ain't even going to talk about it. Yeah. I'm just going to come back and get my award. No. Oh, okay. confidence. Okay. What, what do you got in this? Uh, Man, once CEO? again, you cannot go against the Greek freak. And hey, he's got look, his brothers, dude. Look. You cannot. The thing about the freaking Antetokounmpo brothers, it's going to be like when France plays basketball. <laughs> Don't have the best athletes, just freaking chemistry. chemistry exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's the three brothers. You how can how can you pick against the you got first off, it's just hard to pick against Giannis in general. Then you throw his two brothers in there. It's tough. I mean it's like three freaks in one. I mean it's think tough. of it. It's like God it's like the Greek gods. You got Zeus and Giannis. You got Poseidon and I like it. Theon and his other brother yeah, and then you got Thanasis or whatever. Thanasis I don't know. Kata Kentasis. We're probably butchering these I guys. I think it's names, Something like that. You got the other one right there. I he mean, played for the Lakers, I should know. Man, he's an, he, he did get a chip before Giannis. He did? I mean, it's hard to pick between the Greeks. Yeah, I, I like it. I like that a lot. And I like that we're all going to be picking someone different in this. Let's go Jazz. Let's <laughs> okay. go Jazz. I, I really, I, I man, when you look at the skills challenge, you got to have every single, every single thing. And I think all these guys got it. And I think they can all make a shot. They can all pass. They can all rebound. I like it. I, I like this Jazz. Squad, you know, I, mm-hmm. I think the thing that's going to get the out to the Kumpos is that three pointer. I think yeah. it's going to get. I think, I think, okay, there's three of them. Okay, one of them can one at least make a three. Think, okay, one of them can at least. I think one of them will be able to make a three. Uh, I'll be back to claim my reward. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to take that line from Ethan. It's all good. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> man. It's okay. I'll be back to claim the Greek freeze right here. Go. I like it. I need three medals, though. Three medals. Okay. I get you. Let's move on to the dunk contest. This one, uh, it's a, there's some pretty good names. You might not know the names, but all these guys can fly. Oh, I already have my pick right the, here. These guys can fly. They're all fun to watch when it comes to you know dunking the basketball uh let's start with red who you got taking home the dunk contest man he's the third of his name mm. trey mm. murphy yeah mm. trey murphy mm-hmm. who you got i got white lightning i got max McGuckley, uh, yeah dude. i like it i like I it. Got that dude that man can freaking slam hey, a ball he's been dude. high school since high school dude, man. since high school he's been a dog and he's balling in the g league too yeah. like i mean this man needs like at least like a 30-day contract hey he was with the lakers man we drafted him he's uh, on your g league team i thought yeah yeah we, we drafted him he's 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 a good little player he's a good little player he's not like the best overall shooter he's just not that he's but just he's so athletic. small he's athletic yes but yes. he can dunk so that's who i think is gonna bring it home i like that a lot he's He's, he's my two guy, but I'm, I'm leaning on Trey Murphy also, man. I just, you know, he gets this rep that he's this three-point shooter, which he is. That dude can stroke it from anywhere. That dude can make it from 38, 38 feet, 40 feet. I mean, that guy, he's an amazing shooter. But guess what? That guy's got athleticism for days. Oh, yeah. It's kind of wild how much how, how how good how high he can jump uh, and shoot the basketball. So I forget what team does he play for. Bells. Pels. Pels? Yeah. Oh, wow. He's a little bit of a secret ingredient over there. He absolutely murdered the Lakers uh, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Y'all are playing right now. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. I'm about to pull it up to make sure we don't lose. <laughs> Probably will. Uh, let's move on to the three-point contest. This is a, this is a stacked squad. Dear this, God. This, what, this is what makes me happy when we do this, the three-point contest and they actually get really good con- uh, a, a, a really good competition. Uh, sad we don't get to see Steph. But, I'm surprised uh, Clay's not con- oh, we we beating the we beating the Pels bad. 
bad right now. This is 24 to 10 in the first quarter. I have never <laughs> seen that all year. Oh, yeah. LeBron's back. This two teams. Oh, yeah, it's over. It's over. We're the champs. <laughs> Whatever. Let's move on, though. Three point contest. We got Jason Tatum, Kevin Herter, Tyler Hero, Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, Dane Leathard, Anthony Simons, and Lori Markinen. What a stacked group of players. Oh, my God. Red. Who you got taking home that three-point contest? This one's I, hard. Man. I want to go Dame, man. Same. Mm. I want to go Dame. Going Laurie Markin. <laughs> I like that. I'm going Laurie Markin. I like that. You know what? Screw it. He's here for a reason. He's here for a reason. <laughs> You're damn right. Look, he's having probably his best season. Look, <laughs> yeah. Dude, you know, it's he's, like. He's here to prove a point. It's kind of wild that, like, it took him so Like, I remember him in college. Like, that dude was a baller college and then like he's kind of kind of coming to his own he's gonna be i think he's gonna be better than porzingis ever was oh god and that was his comparison when he came out who you got winning the three-point contest studio? i want to go with jt because you know he's smooth like butter i'm gonna go with tyler hero hey okay i'm going okay. with tyler hero six man of the year he i mean from the corner from beyond the three-point range he can shoot like i mean there's a video when he played at kentucky oh, he had to make like I think six in a row, and they didn't have to run. And he made, and I mean, drained them yeah, without a doubt. Drained them. So I'm taking Tyler Hero on this one. I like that. Danny's like from that. the Miami Heat. I like you know, from the 305, baby. Yeah, hey, yeah. There you go. Uh, I'm going to take this guy simply because he absolutely made the Lakers his bitch uh, on t- uh, <laughs> was it Tuesday, I think, or Monday. He absolutely dominated in the first half. I honestly, I have never seen a guy. That can get so hot and be unstoppable in the NBA. Besides Damian Lillard. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. That I wanted to guy. take him so. It's bad. hard. Not, it's guy. hard to pick him against Dame. He, but man. I just feel like if he don't have eight guys in his face, he's not gonna. Make it. <laughs> yeah, he's got to at least have somebody That's like honestly, right here. You're actually making me even want to change my point now. <laughs> I, 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 there was literally this this moment where he was standing completely still. From like 30 feet away, 35 feet away, absolutely ridiculous range. And he does a spin move straight into a three-point shot and absolutely drained it in Austin Reeves' face. I was like, first of all, why is Austin Reeves covering this guy? <laughs> and second of all, how does he make that shot, man? And he made like eight threes in the first half against us. It was absolutely insane. I think he has, he has a couple from beyond 40 feet. That's oh, insane. Oh, it's ridiculous. Like, like, if insane. you want to realize how amazing that guy is, rewatch that shot where he hit on Paul George. Oh. He, there's a video of him reacting to it. He's like, you know what? That is a pretty bad shot. <laughs> it's, it's a freaking badass shot. It's a shot. horrible shot. It's a bad like to ice the game though. To send that team oh. packing oh. was insane. And we all know Dame's, Steph, and he's done it twice. And we all know Steph is like the best shooter to ever like ever. to ever walk. I'm God's glad you green brought up Steph. But like, I mean, Dame Dame's right behind him. It's or like, no, I, I, I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna put it. Dame is the third best three point shooter I've seen. I, I'm taking. That's not even. That's not crazy. I'm taking the Splash Bros. One and two. I'm that's, sorry. I don't think it's even crazy to say he's. I think he's top five shooter, three point shooter of all time. Oh, yeah. Top five for sure. My top three, my top two are obviously going to be the splash blows, splash blows. Respect uh, it. Yeah, but like Dame's right there. Dame Dame can make any three pointer you want him to make from yep. anywhere beyond the arc, from forty feet, from like thirty five feet, from the corner. He's ridiculous. Like I mean, he'll do a triple, like he'll do a spin move, crossover, another spin move, mm-hmm. freaking kick the leg up. Yep. Knock it in. Yep. Like, I mean, it's he's ridiculous. that type of guy. It's so ridiculous. And I never want to disrespect Curry, and I'm going to get off this point in a sec. Curry is easily the best shooter of all time, but I've never seen a shooter that can get so hot like Damian Lillard. Yeah. It's a different level. It's just a different level of just absolutely scorching hot. I've never seen Steph Curry go off the dribble like St- Damian Lillard into a three. It's hard. It's like Steph Curry will 
run around for 20 seconds Tire and you out. get to the 40 foot line and just wet it from three, which is just as impressive. I've never seen a guy that can break ankles, step back into a contested triple team three and still wet it in their mouth. It's mm. just, it's ridiculous. I have him as my guy winning. My second guy, though, I only put him in a second because I, I, I would no, I'm, I, oh. I, I almost picked him because I really think he's a, sh- a catch and shoot guy. He's built for this contest. This is his dream scenario. Kevin Herter, watch that name. Watch Kevin Herter. And hey, my sleeper is Anthony Simons. Anthony Simons. He, he's, he's just. I he's got very Buddy Hill. Buddy's Buddy. I like that. Buddy, Buddy's a very good shooter. Very good. Watch I, JT come out and just freaking wreck. And the JT, hell. JT could easily win this thing. He could easily win this thing. But that'll do it for our prediction. Laurie Markkinen. Laurie Markkinen. <laughs> yeah, let's see. We'll see, y'all boys. Let's go. That's the end of our All Star Saturday predictions. Hey, quick, just a quick. Who's winning the All Star game? I know they haven't picked teams at all. Team LeBron or uh, who's the other team? Team Giannis, I think. Is it Team LeBron and Giannis? I think it's LeBron yeah. and Giannis. Who wins? It's I know they haven't picked teams. LeBron, LeBron, <laughs> Team LeBron, LeBron. Let's go. LeBron's gonna. Pick I'm not watching it. I'm interested. I, I think I'm gonna watch the draft. It, they're doing the draft right before the game. So as long as as long as it is, uh, you know. Better than the Pro Bowl, I'll it's, be fine. It, it has been the past couple of years. Like, it's actually, actually been a kind of a fun game. game. Like, After the first play. quarter, it just always turns into a dunk contest. Yeah, well, now Either they that pay them, so maybe they'll come up yeah, there and kind of come no, get remember, that extra mill. What was that one? It's that picture of LeBron, all the superstars behind him. Giannis is deed up on him. Yep. That's the game that I want right there. I need That's those the kind of all-star game because that picture goes hard. I need dude. those matchups. That's the best thing about the all-star That's game. That's the one thing I wish the like NFL would do is just like make them play the game. I like, wish. Make them play the game and it would be ten times better. It's, I wish you could. It's football is just so physical, man. It's know. it's one of those things. Basketball's just as physical. No. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> but I mean, it's physical. It's physical. No, it's physical. But no. you're not getting clocked you, in 20 if, miles an hour. Say, if MMA people are saying that football is the most physical sport in the world, then I'm saying something. It's like these guys are getting say, knocked out by hit, getting hit in the chest. You know, it's just oh. it's it's a wild. It's just, kicked in the face. It's like it's 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 a wild it's a wild sport. And man, all I can say is sad that it's over but we got one more basketball prediction here to make gotta stay local for us we've got the southern miss golden eagles to the top facing the south alabama jaguars this is gonna be a fun little game out there in south alabama be going to this game actually um so let's give our quick little predictions here red who you got usm versus usa right now i want to say i think it's more same what happened last time they played Mm mm-hmm except I think Southern wins by a little bit more. You know, doing a little bit of, like, deep diving into the two-team stats, Southern Miss is better in pretty much every statistic. Mm-hmm. If you look at just the conference play, really the only thing South Alabama has going for them is they're really good on three-point defense, mm. but that wasn't going to be the way Southern won this game anyway. Yep. That They don't win – not that they can't shoot the three, but, I mean, in terms of conference play, they're pretty average. Yeah. But – that's not the reason they win a lot Southern of games. Southern doesn't take a lot of three-point no. shots, do they? They don't no. rely on it. Yeah. And then, you know, um, Neftali's playing a lot more on offense. Dude, so it's just freaking crazy, man. It's so good. You know, but South Alabama does have a dog at guard. That dude, Isaiah Moore, I mm-hmm. think he's averaging uh, 19 a game. Yeah, he's pushing 20, I think, yeah. Yeah, so he could easily be a dude that drops, you know, around 30. I think he had 22 last time they played, but – Besides him, I don't see really anybody on that team having a good game. Um, they can't – they are a horrible offensive rebounding team. 
terrible. So I think USM, USA. Mm-hmm. I think USM wins this one. I think it's pretty standard. You know, I don't think they're going to shoot a lot of threes. I think it's just going to be not really bully ball, but just they're just better and more physical at basically mm-hmm. every level. I don't know. I mean, if you said they're like not good at offensive rebound, I've seen, I saw that Southern Miss package they had to put out there with all their bigs. Oh, and dear God, and heaven's like from six six to six eight. That's what I'm not, saying. Just, they're getting the ball every time. Like That's what I'm saying. So. Right now, I got USM winning 78-68. All right. What you got in this one, Rip? CD, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm probably have to go with the hometown boys. Uh, you know, I kind of want to pick the USA just because, you know, Southern Southern's on a hot streak right now. Southern's on, yeah. Southern's on fire right now for, you know, some belt team. You know, maybe they need somebody to dunk them out a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. put a little bit of water on them, cool them off. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with the hometown boys. I'm going to go with my Southern Miss Eagles right now, you know, from what I've been told and from what I've been seeing, you know, they've been doing pretty good. Six, 14 and 0 at home, right? 13. 13 and 0 mm-hmm. at home. Um, going on the road, mm-hmm. kind of going to be in a, you know, road environments pretty tough for some teams. Definitely. Um, but I just don't see, I don't see USA doing really anything. I see offense, I see, uh, you know, I see Southern Miss offense going pretty good, getting boards. Uh, my final score prediction probably going to be, I'm going to say 70 to 60. I like that. Yeah. I was very close to yours, Red, uh, score prediction-wise. Yeah, this is giving a fun game. It's I like your point, though, CD, about this could be a trap game. You know, this is – Southern's hot. Southern's it's, hot. It's any given day, man. Any, any given day. day. If we're being honest – if you lose this game, it's not that. Terrible. It's not a big. It's not it's terrible. Not big. You it's don't. It's not a you game don't. you want to lose. You never want to lose. And the team that I feel like they don't really want to lose to is Marshall, right? Marshall's the one team that really blew them out of they the water beat the this crap year. Out yeah, of them, blew so. them out by like twenty-five. You really don't want to get beat down by them again. So yeah, this is a game where it's like it's got track game right now. Yeah, road midweek. It's like it's a tough game. It's gonna be a tough game. Whatever South Al's record is, what it is. It's going to be a tough game. Southern's been in tough games. I think this is just going to be another game where they just pull it out in the end. You know, about f- seven to five minutes, they're just going to pull away, make it about a double-digit lead, I think. it's. Uh, I think it's going to be a Felipe Asse, Crowley, Naftali game. I think they kind of yeah. just take over offensively. I don't think it's going to be much of a – I think it'll be a team effort, but I think we're going to get a lot of individual help. For, uh, they're going to get a lot of individual help in this game. And it, like like Red said, it offensive rebounding is going to be in favor of Southern Miss. It's yeah. they're not even that big of a team, but they're bigger than uh, yeah. USA, and they well, play like more. Oh, South no, Alabama like, is like bad. Yeah, offensive. They just play more physical. And yeah. I mean, like those bigs that they put out there, are just like that's some that's some big men right now. Yeah, dude. like yeah. they will. They get in the I'll pay. Say DeAndre like, Pickney like, are they some get dogs. in the pay and they are not afraid to just be physical around you. Exactly. Like, and they get around that rim, dude. They're more than likely going to come down with that ball. Exactly. And nine straight. That's that's a wild win streak. I don't think I've ever seen something go. I don't that think we. I don't think any of us have seen Southern Miss basketball be this good. It's like last time they went to the tourney. Only time was in 2011 or 12. Like it's been so long since they've been good. Um, and it's fun to watch, man. It's just, it's a good thing to watch. I'll be there in South. Honestly, Al. they just got to win out. They just got to win, win out. their turn, win the Sunbelt tournament. And then they have a legit chance. Of they, if they the win tournament. the tourney, they will get in the tourney. If they win the conference, tournament, they will get into the big tourney. Uh, I think this is just another testament of them growing, not letting these trap games get to them. I feel like uh, yes, last year, if Southern Miss was good, this is a team that they would have lost to, you know, yeah. if they were hot, this is a, that team didn't have the fortitude. This team, They've come out ready every game. Energy, even last game, they were like a little low energy on that Saturday after after the Louisiana game. I mean, how can you not be when there was eight thousand people in the stadium on that Thursday? They were a little slow to start, but they just 
always find a way to just figure it out. They always find a way, and that's the one thing I like uh, like about this team a lot. They are just so mentally, they just got a good mental block. They can just figure out ways to win. So I got Southern pulling this one off, 81-68, to 68, 13, like 13 yeah. point win. Yeah, It's going to be a fun one out there in South Al. I will be there, but that will do it for us today, boys, on the Pound Perspective. Another mm. good pod, y'all. Always sir. a pleasure. Yes, man. sir. It's I appreciate CDM for coming in on this uh, special you, pod. Sir. We'll be seeing you a lot now with this draft pod. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm always here. I'm always lurking in the shadows. Dang right. You're dang right. Well, I appreciate you, my brother. And as always, co-host Red. Oh, yeah. Thank oh, you, my yeah. man. Let's uh, wrap this one up real quick, though. Of course, if y'all need to go follow us, Nate Dog Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Nate Dog Sports on Instagram. ND double underscore sports on Twitter. Nate Dog Productions on YouTube and Facebook as well. Uh, that's where all of our content is. Y'all don't want to miss out. So go follow those accounts. Share them. Tell everybody about them. It really helps us out a lot. Um, so go out there. Do it. Also, go share this podcast. Help us out as well. Of course. Stay on the lookout for the draft podcast. That's going to be coming out on the Sundays. we got a lot more content. We're really going to be start pumping out to y'all, and we really just hope y'all enjoy everything that we're doing for y'all. We do it because we love it, and we hope y'all love it as much as we do. But at the end of the day, we hope y'all enjoyed this episode of The Pound Perspective, presented by Nate Dog Sports. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to The Pound Perspective. If you're interested in joining Nate Dog for an episode or need more information on Nate Dog and his brand, contact him at natedogsports.com. And don't forget to share with friends and family. Thanks again for listening to The Pound Perspective, a breath of fresh sports. <laughs>